0: Welcome into Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining unwavering faith in Almighty God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you for carving out some time today to spend with me. And I do hope and pray that this season uh, has been helpful for you. If you've been listening throughout, uh, maybe today you're a first time listener, certainly appreciate you as well. I hope and pray that this episode will help you in some way to weather the storm that you may be facing in your life. We are in Season 5 of this podcast on the Scattered Broad Network. Today we are recording Episode 5, and I've entitled today's episode, Walking or Sinking. And you may be able to catch on that as we think about the life of Peter, that we're going to be talking about when he walked on the water, but then he sank. And we want to make some application to our lives as to what happens to us sometimes. But hopefully we can work through this and look at the formula for how we can get on track uh, get on the right track if we've fallen off, and weather the storm, and, and be better for what we're going through. I do want to say a quick word before we dive into this uh, about the Scattered Broad Network. I want to mention this every episode if uh, and, and make time for that. Uh, this podcast is on the Scattered Broad Network. We are uh, brothers in Christ, and we record these podcasts, uh, and we have new material coming out every day of the week. We want to encourage you to go check those out. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Please go subscribe to that. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. You can email us, Network at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, scatterbroad.org. And you can find uh, some some bios about us and see pictures and and all kinds of things. We're trying to really reach out to as many people as possible. Uh, We feel very strongly about spreading the Word of God, even though we are scattered. Uh Geographically, spiritually, we are united, and we're extremely blessed and extremely grateful uh, to be on this network together and to use this avenue of a podcast to the glory of God. So again, thank you so much for listening, and I appreciate you being with me today again our Our episode is entitled "Walking or Sinking," as we are navigating through the life of Peter, and we've talked about Peter and how he left all to forsake Jesus, he forsook his net. We talked about the the price of recognizing Jesus as Lord and the conviction that that Peter had. But now we come to a moment in his life where we really see his humanity on display. And before we can be too critical, if we try to put ourselves in this situation, uh, we might have done the same exact thing. But kind of seeing this interaction between he and Jesus uh, is very special. And we can learn a lot from this. And so without further ado, let's dive right into the text. I'm in Matthew chapter 14. If you have your Bibles, you're in a place where you can open it and follow along. I encourage you to do that. And I'll be using the New King James uh, today and primarily throughout this season. I'll be using the New King James Version. That is what I teach and preach out of, and so it's uh, familiar to me. But I do hope and pray that we can follow along together and piece all this together. So looking at the context of what is going on, Jesus has been uh, teaching uh, via parable. parable, of course, is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. He is telling all kinds of parables uh, throughout chapter 13. And then when you get to the end of the chapter, you see where he is rejected at Nazareth. And he makes the statement, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. He didn't do a lot of, of, of mighty works because of the unbelief. And so you find Jesus at a point where he's doing good, he's performing miracles, you know he's got a following. but then at the same time you have those who are starting to if I can put it this way, and I mean no disrespect whatsoever, but there were some who were kind of getting burned out, if you will. Uh, maybe they at first, you know everybody loved what Jesus was doing. But then after a while, some people said, hey, wait a minute. He's taking the focus uh, off of us, and we're not having the popularity we once had. And all these people are flocking to him, and, and maybe some jealousy and envy setting in. Uh, definitely some envy setting in. We read that language with the chief priests and the scribes later on. But he's being rejected. And you come into chapter 14, we read about John the Immerser. Of course, he was the cousin of Jesus. Jesus said of those born of women, none greater than John the Baptist. And he was beheaded. And you remember why he told the truth about marriage, divorce and remarriage. And the king made an oath that he was going to do whatever they told him to do. And even though he was sorry because of that oath, uh, he commanded that the head of John be brought on a platter. And so that's what happened. And the disciples there in verse 12 came and took away the body and buried it. And they went and told Jesus now, Obviously, Jesus loved him. This is family. But when you think of the work of John the Baptist, how special that work was to prepare the way of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40. Think about that. Mark chapter 1. This is one of the greatest fulfillments of one's duty that you can read in all the Bible. He knew his goal. It was not to bring glory to himself. It was to prepare the way of the Lord. And he did that with great humility and great purpose. And the statement that sums up the life of John is when he says, I must decrease, but he must increase, John chapter 3 and verse 30. So anyway, you have John who dies, and when Jesus receives this news, verse 13, he departed there by boat to a deserted place by himself. He he wanted to be alone. And I've thought about this a lot. Perhaps he he's thinking, obviously he's saddened by the loss of his cousin, John. He's He's saddened that such a, a wonderful man was put to death. But then, when you think about the fact that John was put to death for telling the truth, you know John was beheaded for standing up for what was right and bring glory to God. Well, Jesus understands; he's on his way to the cross, and he's going to be enduring the same thing. But he's going to be tortured. It's not going to be something quick. It's going to be something that's drawn out, and he is going to suffer immensely. So maybe this is going through his his mind because. All the people are starting to get fired up against him. So that's kind of where we are here in in the narrative. And then, of course, he feeds the 5,000 plus. Even though he was sad and he he was down at this point in time, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. He quickly shifted his focus to others. He helped them. He healed the sick. He fed all the people. But then when you get to verse 22, as we really get into to our text today, our section, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And so this is a very tender time, just him and his disciples. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And now when evening came, he was alone there. That's significant. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Now, keep in mind, Jesus is on the mountain. He's by himself. And the boat is in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. The wind is is blowing. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, notice, walking on the sea. He's walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, You are the Son of God. This is a powerful, powerful section of Scripture. This is a powerful account that took place. And this is something that, you know, from from the ground up, uh, we've learned about this in Bible class or at home or or whatever the case may be. Maybe we've seen some movies or videos where this is included. And certainly you can picture this scene as it unfolds. But we want to focus on Peter because this is kind of our focus in in this season is weathering the storm with Peter. Here is Peter in a literal storm. Here he is in the middle of the sea and Jesus was on the mountain praying by himself. He's nowhere around. But in this occasion, he comes out to them and he is walking on the water. And keep in mind, this is not shallow water this is not uh calm water this is not like he's just barely scratching the surface he's in the middle of the sea in the middle of a raging storm and he's walking Now, keep in mind that jesus is the one who created the sea you know he has the power to certainly do this according to john 1 1 and following here comes Jesus, and, and notice their first reaction. It is a ghost. And so based on that, there is great fear, and that's the first word I want us to think about. When you think about the humanity of Peter, and you think about the disciples, the first thought here is fear. Granted, they're on the water, and the wind is, is, is so bad that you know it's, it's rocking the boat, and maybe they're about to, to fall out of it. Maybe they're worried about drowning. So they have fear already because of that. But then there's fear about what they see. They think that this is a ghost and is going to do them harm. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. Notice it is I. Do not be afraid. I love that language. He doesn't say, Hey, it's me, Jesus. He just All, all he has to say is, It's I. It is I. And again, here's an occasion. We talked about this a few episodes ago that Jesus said multiple times to his disciples, do not be afraid. Because where there's the presence of Jesus, there's the absence of fear. But notice verse 28. And here's where we dive into Peter for a moment. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you. Notice the if there. We talk about fear being a very human emotion. But then we talk about doubt. And Jesus is going to bring this up in just a moment. But here is where Peter, as a human being, as one who is working through all kinds of things in his, in his mind, here's where doubt begins to creep in. So keep that, keep that thought in the back of your mind. If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And, and he's thinking, hey, if Jesus commands it to happen, then, then I'll have all the confidence that I need. If he says, hey, you come, I command you to come, then, hey, he, he's my Lord. I'm going to go walk on the water. And so Jesus did say come. And notice, and I don't know if, if we spend enough time thinking about this, but Peter got out of the boat, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. We talk about Jesus walking on the water because he's deity, and that's exactly right, 100%. But Peter's just a man. He's not deity. He's flesh and blood like you and I. And he, according to the Bible, he got out of the boat and he was able to stand and walk on the water and not sink. That is significant. And here's the point I'd like for us to think about. We're going to come back to this toward the end of the episode, but he got out of the boat. We might criticize Peter for some of the things he did, and especially as it's about to unfold about what he does. but the first step is he got out of the boat. The other disciples didn't, and sometimes we're we're scared to get out of the boat. Sometimes we don't want to move. We're in our comfort zone, and I you know I don't want to change. I'm not coming out, and sometimes that's exactly what we need to do in order to grow. So at least Peter got out of the boat, and that's that's an important point to think about. He got out of the boat. He got on the water to go to Jesus, but. When he saw. Now, his focus at first was on Jesus. His eyes were fixed on Jesus. He's looking at Jesus. At this point in time, he looks somewhere else. He saw that the wind was boisterous, and he was afraid. And so beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, Save me now, why did he sink Well, first of all, because he was in the water, you know he he's on top of the water. but if he keeps his eyes on Jesus and he stays focused, Jesus, by having his miraculous ability, certainly had the ability to allow Peter to walk on that water and come out to him. But Peter lost that confidence. He took his eyes off of Jesus. And by doing that, he began to sink. Now, verse 31 says Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and he caught him. But look at what he said to him. Two words. Oh, you of little faith. That's the first one. Oh, you of little faith. And the second one, why did you doubt? Those two words. Are completely contrasting, aren't they? Faith and doubt. We know the Bible teaches that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. And faith is what we believe based on evidence, Hebrews chapter eleven and verse six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay, back up to verse one. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not. Seen. The Apostle Paul would simply say, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So with the eye of faith, we can have confidence. But where there is faith, there must be the elimination of doubt. And if there is doubt, then that would eliminate true faith. Peter did what, what we so often do. Maybe we start with our eyes fixed on Jesus, trusting in Him, confiding in Him, but then we look away, and instead of focusing on the one who can calm the storm, we look at the storm itself. We think, there's no way I can do this, and that's the point. There's no way that I, by myself, can weather the storm. I can't. But Jesus has the power and the ability to calm the storm. And so why would I try to do it on my own? Why not submit to the one who can help me weather the storm? Who can calm the storm? Who can say, peace, be still, and there be a great calm? When we think about Peter in this instance, again, he's the only one of the disciples that was willing to get out of the boat. He had that drive, and he started off on the right foot. Literally, he started off by getting out of the boat and putting his feet on the water, and he's going to Jesus. He's on his way, but he took his eyes off of it. And we think about the title of this episode: Are we walking or sinking? That's the that's really the, the the crux of the matter. Am I walking in the light? Am I walking in harmony with the will of God, or am I sinking because I'm trying to do it on my own? And I'm taking my eyes and my focus off of what truly matters. I'm focusing on the obstacles instead of the solution. I'm focusing on the problems instead of focusing on, hey, this is how I can get out of this. This is how I can work through this. This is how I can be better. So what are we doing as we navigate through life? Are we walking or are we sinking? When you think of some of these key words within this context, the word fear comes to mind several times. You think about the fact that they cried out for fear, and then Peter cried out, being afraid. So you have fear mentioned twice. Then you have the word doubt that we, that Jesus says to him there in verse thirty-one. And then, of course, you have the word faith. Fear, faith, and doubt. In the world you'll have tribulation, but do not fear. I have overcome the world, Jesus said. And this is what overcomes the world, even your faith. First John 5, 4. Faith is the victory sometimes we sing. If we're going to weather the storm, we can't do it with fear and we can't do it with doubt. We must do it with faith. That's the lesson that we glean from this section, this this time in the life of Peter. I I can't imagine how many times Peter thought about this. Maybe every time he was out on the water. And he looked at the sea and said, you know, I, I was walking on that. I was able to get out and put my feet on that and start walking. But maybe he also remembered that he sank and how afraid he was in that moment, and how he felt in that moment. But then the confidence and the assurance when Jesus was able to look at him and say, do not be afraid. But with this question that Jesus asked him, think about what it did for Peter in the future. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You know, I would I would not want to stand before the Lord on the day of judgment and Him say that to me. Oh, you of little faith! Why did you doubt? I want my faith to increase and be stronger. And I have no doubt that Peter's faith increased because of this event, because of this occasion. But the lessons that we can learn from this is we need to make sure that we're walking and not sinking. Is there a storm all around us? Yes. Are we in the middle of a storm sometimes in life? Yes. But if we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, don't take your eyes off of Him. Stay focused on Him. Have confidence and allow that faith to overcome your fear. I do hope and pray that this episode will help all of us to have the kind of confidence and assurance and faith that God wants us to have. Let's make sure that we're more focused on the one who can calm the storm and the storm itself. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you as you weather the storm. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, And we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use. And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.